Hello everyone and welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people who are helping autistic adults and teens become more successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Helping people become successful is the job of any coach. And on this episode of Autism Stories, Kent State men's basketball head coach, Rob Senderoff, talks about coaching the first openly autistic player to play Division I college basketball in Kalen Bennett, and how he is helping him to become more successful as a basketball player, and what he has learned in the process from Kalen. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'd also really appreciate if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about autism stories. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Coach, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. Happy to be here. Now, this past season, you coached the first openly autistic player to play Division I college basketball in uh, Kalen Bennett. I wanted to start off by learning, um, where did uh, you first learn about Kalen? Everyone comes from different backgrounds and experiences, so what was your knowledge and experiences with autistic people prior to meeting Kaylin? Uh, borderline zero. I don't have any I don't have any family members that I was you know that I'm aware of that are on the spectrum. I have a couple friends who have children on the spectrum, but very little interaction that I've had that I had I, I did not have a tremendous understanding. Of, uh, of what it meant to be on the spectrum. And obviously, uh, having recruited Kalen for a year and coached him for a year, uh, I'm much more aware today than I was uh, back then. So other than my passion of supporting autistic people, I'm also passionate about college basketball and know that yeah. you... And then, and no, you are, probably aren't going to offer someone a scholarship who doesn't at least have the potential at some point to help you win uh, basketball games. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we only get thirteen scholarships. There's, there's, um, you know, as a as a college basketball coach, a Division One coach, there, there's no. Uh, I'm going to use this word. You know, it may not be the right word, but there's no charity cases for giving out scholarships like. Um, I, I wasn't recruiting Kalen so that I have an opportunity to speak to you with all due respect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, right, but that, that wasn't my goal in this deal. Um, you know, the, the idea was we saw a kid who was 6'10", uh, big and strong and athletic, uh, thought he had a chance to be a good basketball player, uh, still think he has a chance to be a good basketball player. He has a lot of work to do. Um, and, he, and he's not there yet, but we thought, you know, that he had the potential uh, to help our program, and, and in doing that, you 
Now, when you learned Kalen was autistic, did that change the your process in recruiting him in any way? Well, the, the only thing I wanted to make sure was that we had the resources available from an academic and, you know, knowing that we had a program for autistic students here at Kent State and actually a very good one. Uh, had we not had the resources available for Kalen off the court, it, it's, it's almost like uh, some kids you recruit and they say they want a certain major. If you don't have that, it's hard to recruit them. So if we didn't have the services available that Kalen needed to be successful off the court, it would have been hard to recruit. Fortunately, you know, Kent State has one of the, the best programs nationally uh, for students that are on the spectrum. And as we're learning, you know, there's more and more young folks that, you know, that are on the spectrum. So it's certainly uh, an advantage for Kent as a university uh, when, when somebody's on the spectrum and wants to go to college. And then it actually became something that for Kalen and his mother, you know, they, they felt the comfort level in Kent State beyond just the basketball. They felt like he could thrive here academically and socially as well. Now, in terms of playing time uh, during Kalen's freshman year, seven of your nine players who played your most minutes were upperclassmen which meant limited playing time for Kalen, and in some cases like this, or in many cases, freshmen are, are redshirted. Was there consideration in redshirting Kalen, which would have meant giving him a year to develop his skills and not being able to play at Kent State for that year while still retaining all of his college eligibility? Yeah, it, it, was, it was under consideration. At the time, you know, I have had a number of question marks with some of the upperclassmen in terms of their abilities. One of one of our leading uh, returning players was coming off an injury. Uh, wasn't completely sure if that young man would be able to play this year. So um, we made the decision to to play Kalen. You know, there's certainly potential that maybe he redshirts. This coming year, it's not something I've talked with him about or or really thought about right now, but you don't have to redshirt your freshman year. You can redshirt another year, you know, and that's, again, it's not something we're discussing or even thinking about right now. Right now, Caitlin's got to just keep working and get better as a basketball player, as an athlete, uh, so that he can have more of an impact his sophomore year. A number of guys did graduate in front of him. Uh, so this year is, is obviously an important year for him as a player. And uh, what he does during the offseason will certainly have an impact on how much he plays during the season. And there'll be other guys that are competing against him, but hopefully Kalen is up for that challenge here, having been through a season of practice and getting out on the court a little bit, even though it was limited. Uh, hopefully he'll be ready to contribute this coming season. Now, in preparation for uh, interviewing you, I tried watching as much film of, of Kalen playing for you and also in high school as I can find. One thing that interested me after watching this film was his communication on the basketball court. It seems like he's really trying to talk with his teammates to communicate with them verbally or non-verbal and looks like a, a really good good teammate. 
Um, is that an accurate portrayal of Kalen as a basketball player? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. In fact, um, when I watched him during the summer, you know, prior to his prep school season, uh, before we recruited him, what drew me to him was how vocal he was, how enthusiastic and good a teammate he was with the AAU team that he played uh, played for. Um, he is like that at practice. He's a great teammate. Kids really gravitate to him on, on our roster. Um, the, the key for Kalen as a basketball player is his conditioning, uh, his ability to, to play through fatigue, um, his daily focus, just like a lot of kids, uh, whether you're on the spectrum or not on the spectrum, a lot of the same challenges Kalen faces are those that most college players face. And uh, quite frankly, the difference between those that are successful in college and those who aren't successful in college often comes down to who is willing to work the hardest, who is willing to uh, tune out the outside noise. You know, one of my things with Kalen is he spends too much time on social media and needs to get in the gym more. Um, he's not the only young player. It's that way for it. That has nothing to do with him being on the spectrum. That has to do with him being a young man who has a lot of things, you know, that are, that are pulling at him while he's a college student. He needs to continue to focus, needs to continue to work hard. And as he does those things, he'll, he'll see more and more success on the court. And then, again, just like a lot of young kids, how do you handle that success? Uh, in Kalen's in instance, either the success will be even magnified because, because of his backstory. You were mentioning a little bit about his teammates. And I think basketball can be a great sport for autistic people because it gives them an opportunity to develop community with their teammates and sometimes those that they compete against. Can you talk a little bit about the relationships that Kalen um, has developed with his teammates since his time at Kent State? Yeah, he's done a great job in that area. Uh, again, he, he's a very personable, likable young man. Um, very engaging guys find him funny they like being around him uh, he's uplifting you know he, he, he has a smile on his face almost every day uh, at practice he's a very good teammate so in, in all of that respect uh, he's done an excellent job his teammates really gravitate towards him and people root for him and uh, that, that's important on any team uh, you want kids that that are easy to play with and that are easy to root for. And uh, Kalen certainly fits into that mold. What about support or accommodations? Have those been much different for Kalen as compared to some of your other players? He gets judged the same way every other player on my roster gets judged uh, based upon production, uh, based upon how well he practices how hard he practices. Um, at the end of the day, if he can't pick up things, I can't put him on the court, period. And uh, when he is able to pick things up, and, and things may be a little bit more, uh, may be a little bit more difficult for him at times, well, then it's his responsibility to get with a coach uh, after practice, prior to practice. He does a great job getting with my strength coach every day, uh, just about every day. 
again with my strength coach to do some extra conditioning. I, I obviously really liked Kalen. Uh, nobody's going to play because of that. They're going to play because they produce on the court or don't produce on the court. And, and same with practice. So, you know, Kalen knows, and, and we will break things down for him individually prior to practice, after practice, sometimes show extra film with him individually. But at the end of the day, uh, when the ball goes up, it's not like the other team is going to care, you know, that he's on the spectrum. They're, they're trying to compete, and we're trying to compete. And he's got to be able to work through all those things. College basketball players can make tremendous progress from when they are freshmen, maybe not playing very much to the time when they become juniors or seniors and playing some really important minutes. What are some of the things that Kayla needs to work on to earn more playing time? Yeah, great question. Uh, it's conditioning. That, that's first and foremost. He needs to get in great shape. And uh, he lost a lot of weight. He got here, he weighed over 300. I think he weighed as high as 330 pounds. Uh, he weighs under 300 right now. You know, I, I haven't been able with, with uh, unfortunately, because of the situation we're in as a country, I haven't been able to see Kalen uh, for a few weeks. But he was under 300. He probably needs to be weighing about 280 to be impactful. He needs to be running every day right now while, you know, while our season is out. He needs to be doing uh, conditioning exercises daily. He needs to work on his diet daily. Uh, as far as his ability as a player, he's, he's big, he's strong, he's got a nice touch around the basket. You know, the, the things that limit him right now, for the most part, have to do with things he can control. Uh, it has zero to do with, you know, him being on the spectrum. That, that has nothing to do with his ability to be in great shape. So, if he wants to be the player that, you know, as you said, I've had a lot of guys that as they become juniors and seniors and sophomores, their playing time has increased and their role has increased and their ability to produce on the court has increased. Uh, Kalen needs to continue to grow as a player. Uh, he needs to continue to work on his body and his game. Um, but right now, he needs to really work on his body. And uh, as he does those things, you know, you, you can expect and he can expect see more playing time and, and then more success on the court. I've heard of players often talk about watching film of other players to learn things for the purpose of trying to incorporate those things in their game to be better players. Yeah. Is there film out there that you or your uh, staff have recommended for Kalen to watch of players that would benefit him in becoming a better basketball player? around the rim basketball player uh, and there's a whole bunch of them 
very, very well uh, in college, in the MAC, in the NBA, that we, we are constantly showing him film and showing him things that he can incorporate that will help him be better. 90% of Kalen's um, ability to score, just using on the offensive end, is going to be catching the ball where he wants to catch it, mm-hmm. as opposed to where the defense wants him to catch it. And that's fighting for every inch on the court, excuse me, and making sure that he's using his big frame and strength and physicality to his advantage. That That's, that's something that he's learning and, and something that I do think he got better at as the year went on. Uh, he's just got to continue to work at those things. Now, talking about his big frame, like what about like off the ball? Because his frame like that would make me think that he could be valuable as a screener in, in situations on offense. Yep, absolutely. And same thing again. You know, screening just like just like scoring. Uh, those are things you have to work on. You have to work on sprinting into the screens. Uh, you know, getting the right angle, not not moving, because you know guys like him get called for moving screens a lot. Uh, just learning all the nuances of playing basketball at this level. And I thought practice, you know, I thought he got better as the year went on. For the most part, I thought he got better as the year went on. Um, it's unfortunate this off season we haven't been able to work with him because of, of obviously our situation here. Everybody's. You know, across the country in a, in a lockdown mode. So that's been you know, unfortunate because we haven't had that opportunity to work with him here right now. But there's a lot of things he can be doing to improve as a player. And we'll, when we do get back together at some point here, whether it's in June or July or September, excuse me, whenever it is, we'll, we'll be able to know very quickly how much work Kalen's done based upon the, the type of shape he's in and how much he's grown as a player, but we need him to, uh, we expect him to, uh, and obviously we want to see him have great success on the court, so uh, this offseason is really important for Kalen. It's important because he, he needs to improve in those areas and, and grow from where he was this past year to where he'd like to be next year. You talked a little bit earlier about um, Kent State and the support that is provided to uh, students there. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit more why you think uh, Kent State was not only a good choice for him to grow as a basketball player, but also as a student and person? Well, we, we have a program here uh, for, for young men and women who are on the spectrum. And uh, I, I don't, by, by rule, I'm not allowed to get too involved in our students' You know, academics. There, there's. I have a counselor, a, a counselor who really is involved with that daily. But uh, there are provisions uh, made for Kalen. You know, with his classroom setting, that you know, we all know that Kalen learns a little bit differently than some other students, and, and sometimes needs to go at a different pace or have some individualized uh, learning for him. Uh, we have a great academic center that's part of our athletic department where, you know, it's an academic resource center with tutors and learning specialists uh, and academic advisors that work with our players. And then they've coordinated with 
uh, our university's autism department uh, for students with autism. And they've coordinated with Kaylin's professors so that, you know, the accommodations that are needed for Kaylin are provided. And not every university is willing to do that. Not every university is able to do that. It's one of the special things about Kent State is it's such an inclusive environment here and it's such an inclusive university as on a whole. Not, not, not basketball, not basketball, just as a university. Uh, it, it's got something for everyone. And, you know, it's amazing that we were able to find a young man who was on the spectrum and needed to have, you know, accommodations and people that would support him off the court. He needed that and, and needs that uh, to be successful here as a student. And, and Kent State has all of those resources and is willing to provide all of those resources as part of the education uh as part of the education process for Kaylin. So he has a lot of people here at the university that, um, you know, that are contact, or, or that he's in contact with to make sure that every resource available for him is provided. And then again, just like every student, just like every college kid, and then it's on Kaylin. He has to take advantage of those resources and, and be successful. You know, nothing again, just like on the court, you know, nothing's going to be given to him. Uh, nobody's giving him a grade, you know, a good grade because he has autism. He has to do all the work uh, that is expected and required for each class by each professor. Uh, but he has all the resources provided to him to ensure that he's successful. And, uh, and then it goes on to Kaylin to make sure that he's taking advantage of all those, all those resources. Now, being a founder of an organization, Autism Personal Coach, it's our mission to coach autistic adults and teens to become the best version of themselves. So I think the coaching process, you don't just help those you coach, but you learn valuable things from them. So what, what have you learned in your time from coaching Kaylin over the last year or so? Yeah, that's a heck of a question, and I'd, I'd have to probably do some deeper thought on that to give to give a more profound answer but you know every kid in your program teaches you something you know whether you know in, in some way shape or form the same way and, and that's a great thought is that you know we're, we're coaches and we're trying to we're teachers and educators but we're learning from our guys as well as, as I mentioned prior I had never really had much interaction with somebody that's on the spectrum prior to my recruitment and coaching of Kalen. And, um, you know, you learn something every day from, from him in terms of how to motivate him, how, how he learns, how to, how to teach him. And, and I think the best thing to do is to treat, you know, I understand that all of my kids come from different backgrounds and have different, uh, different experiences that have shaped them. But I try my best to treat everybody fairly. I don't treat everybody equally, but I treat everybody fairly. And I think the best thing I've done for Kalen is really not try to make the fact that he has autism a big deal. You know, are there times I have to pull him aside? Are there times, you know, there's some things that I know he needs 
uh, you know, he's a person of routine where, where we try to keep our routine the same as much as possible. Absolutely, we do. But when you're late for a meeting, you're going to get punished just like everybody else does. Uh, if you don't run the play correctly, you, you're going to, you know, be held accountable just like everybody else does. Um, if you're not doing the right stuff, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be scolded in your own way, just like everybody else will be. Uh, I, I don't want to treat him different, and and because he's not, the, the similarities between him and my other, I have 15 guys this past year on the roster. I'm sorry, 16 this past year. Him and 15 others. There's a whole lot more similarities than there are differences. And at the end of the day, when when you're trying to coach a group. Uh, you try to coach each one individually, but at the same time, we're trying to get get our common goals and and figure out what we can all do to help the team. And I, I think the more you try to do things individually, just separately, the 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 more difficult it is for you to blend in to a team. And Kaylin wants to be a basketball player. He says it in every interview. He wants to be a professional basketball player. He has a lot of work to do to get there. Um, but I, I need to coach him like that's what his goals are. Mm-hmm. I, I can't coach him. The, one of the first things you, we talked about at 13 scholarships, I can't, I'm not giving out charity cases for scholarships. Well, I'm not coaching Kaylin just to hope that he can make it through four years of college. Like, I'm coaching him because he has goals and aspirations. My job is to hold him accountable so that he can try to reach those goals and aspirations. And that's my job as a coach is to try to help him be the best version of himself every day. So it's a long answer to probably an easy question, but, um, you know, I try my best to, to, to learn from him in terms of how to coach him and my whole team every day and the biggest thing I'd say is that as we all know there's a lot more similarities than there are differences and and let's let's try to when you're in a team let's try to bring out all the similarities to to get us to be the best that we could be as a group well coach I really appreciate you uh, making the time today to talk with me Um, thanks so much okay no problem Doug I appreciate you having me best wishes to you Thank you for listening to today's episode, and thank you so much to Coach Senderoff for the conversation. I'm passionate about supporting autistic people, but I'm also passionate about basketball. And know it can be a sport that can be beneficial to many autistic people, as it gives you a chance to develop community, boost your confidence, and for some, gives the input your sensory system craves. And who knows, if you become good enough at it, it just might land you a college scholarship. Modern life is challenging for anyone right now. However, when you're autistic, the world is in design with your unique traits in mind and everyday demands can feel insurmountable. At Autism Personal Coach, we celebrate neurodiversity by empowering adults and teens to be the best version of their authentic selves. The people we serve are the real experts. We're here to make their goals a reality. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will welcome back Haley Moss 
to the show as we talk about the fantastic documentary Crip Camp. Talk to you then.